The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Podcast. It is Thursday, May 11th. It is someone hacking up in the back of my uh, living room, like always on this show. Uh, I am one half of the Fat Siders, one quarter of the FWO. Uh, it is me. I am, uh, you know, Fat Nash. Yeah. Joined by. I gotta, I gotta get the point right. Fat Hall. Where's intern EJ? <laughs> Vincent. Oh, sorry, Joseph. Yeah, that's mean. Yeah, come on now. At least you show up. Sometimes. I mean. More than in, more than intern EJ. Yeah, seriously. Like, we would have. Uh, yeah, like we would have, we I think I would not not in an, in an offense to you because like you had you you work late on Thursdays and stuff like that. Like I would have set the over under number for you probably lower than EJ for the year, but man, I feel like that should have been valid. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not an insult to you. Months. I mean, but here we are. Yeah. Also tracks. Yeah, it's true. But so, okay, what happens more often? EJ appears on our podcast or ECW wrestlers got paid? You know, that's a good line. Hold on. I got I to gotta sit and think about that one. Which, which ECW wrestlers? Because I feel like there was some that Paul liked that he probably made sure they got at least a little money. Oh, yeah. Like, like I, I don't even know what it was like. Like, I feel like you, you didn't not pay new jack like that's that's just someone oh. that oh yeah want. yeah yeah because you would have been pushing up roses if you would have right not paid that is not someone who's afraid to show up at your house like yeah, yeah he's he's yeah he he would have he would have been there he would have he wouldn't have been afraid to uh no fuck your day up and like like mikey whipwreck i bet that sometimes it was kind of like Meh. you'll be okay. So what we're coming down to is basically he didn't pay any of the Latin uh, people because they probably didn't speak English. No, it's but- fine. He gave, he gave them like a box of fucking plantains and they were satisfied. <laughs> That's not racist at all. Wow. I'm half Latino. It's I was say, like if, if anybody on the show is going to say it, I, Joe could say it, right? I don't think that gives him permission. Uh, no, but he's he's probably the safe. He's definitely the safest of the three to say it. Yeah, like I am at least half Latino. Sometimes three fourths, depending on you know. No, no, I, you're not. Don't I, even. Nope. Nope. I'm not nope. gonna. I'm not even Steiner math in that. 
Nope. What's on the nope. agenda tonight, Mike? All right, so our uh, <laughs> our I've got six and a half inches, and he's got eight inches. Then together we've got thirteen and a half inches. Mute him. And if I'm okay. if I'm half Colombian, please nope. intern mark him right Puerto now. Rican, that means we've got wear himself out. Yeah, no, look, I, like I was kind of curious to see where the Steiner math was going, but once we started talking about like actual like geographical places yeah i felt like we were probably safer just to be like you know what let's just put the pause he'll he'll, he'll intern mark himself just put the old pause key on that and then uh mike Um, what's on the agenda and then i'm then i'll unmute him yeah our topics for tonight um we have the recap of backlash uh because that happened this past weekend and we get to talk about what they did right and what they did wrong because there was some things they did wrong um and then our other two topics will come from the an illustrious Spin the wheel, make the deal. The uh, the old wheel generate generator is up and running. I got it up here on the computer, uh, sitting right in front of me. Our topics that are options for this wheel include: who will end Roman's reign? All puns intended. International mania for or against? Thank you. Hit that again. Uh, hold on, I gotta reload the board, man. This thing's been problematic the last couple weeks. Thirteen point three inches. Oh man, he definitely didn't intern mark himself. I'm utterly no, surprised. He's... Who who could AEW bring in that would? <laughs> Thank you. Who is next to jump from AEW to WWE? <laughs> Sami Zayn world title window has it closed. And last but certainly not least. Book the final run of the rated R superstar etch. So, those are the wheel topics. Um, but before we get to the wheel, uh, Jim, if you want to Jesus take the wheel for uh, backlash, yeah, I mean, backlash, uh, this this past weekend, uh, premium live event. Um, you know, I'll kind of I'll kind of volley to you guys like I did uh on on 3ct um what's like uh, joe i'll go to you first what's one thing that you want to talk about from this show i think my biggest thing from this show was that audience and that sounds crazy maybe to mention as the first thing because there are some great matches on this show like this is i think a huge a plus premium live event from WWE. I loved every second of it. But I think a big part of why I loved every second of it was that crowd. I papi. That crowd was hot. That crowd was fuego all night long. They were El Fuego del Sol. Too too fast, too fuego. Like, the whole nine yards. Cody Rhodes was there. But, like, you know, they were all about that show. And honestly... Between that and uh, what was it, Castles in the Sand last year, and all these shows where they're seeing these areas that don't normally get events and making these big deals out of the events, I want to see so much more of that. Like, honestly, like, as much as I don't, for selfish reasons, I don't want to see them announce WrestleMania being in england or something like that because i don't particularly want to fly five hours to europe um 
You didn't want to fly five hours to LA. I can only imagine right. you on an eight-hour flight. Jesus. But the thing is, like, at least if it's within the continental United States or Canada or Mexico, I could always sort of still possibly talk myself into taking a train or a car in some capacity to get there. You give me a show in London, and I've got no choice but to jump on a plane. There's no ifs, ands, or buts at that point, you know? So... I don't want to see them do WrestleMania. However, there's 11 other events a year, and I think that they've Jim, found... should I just delete that topic from the wheel now? Joe just gave his answer to that. Should I just delete that off the wheel now? Well, so no, no, what I'm saying Cross is... Cross it off the like, list, then. I feel like they're doing a good job of making these events actually feel kind of special. Because, like, WrestleMania Backlash taking place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin kind of feels not at all remotely special. Them putting it in Puerto Rico, this card was basically kind of a glorified house show in a lot of ways, but it fucking worked. And I think half that reason is because that crowd was so, so, so into everything that was going on on that show. First off, what did the people of Milwaukee, Wisconsin ever do to you? (laughs) Because that's just straight up disrespectful to the great state of Wisconsin. Yeah, come on, Joe. You need to be better than that. Jeez, just just because we decided to put the the biggest international recording artist in you know his home country on the show in a match, you know, of course that crowd's going to be eye poppy as you decided to say. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, here's what I'll say. Crowd-wise, yeah, it worked. Um, I do not give this show an A-plus because to me an A-plus is a perfect show, and this show was not perfect. All right, so what'd they get wrong, Mike? The match order. Okay. You finish with what sold the show out because everything that went on after that San Juan street fight suffered because of it. Okay. It suffered because of the moment that closed out that match with the LWO, with Savio, with Carlito, you know, Bad Bunny on their shoulder. That's your closing spot. That's your, oh, look, uh, thank you for watching. PLE logo in the right bottom right corner, fade to black. That's how you close that show. And the fact that everything that followed after that literally suffered because of it, including a Cody Rhodes-Brock Lesnar match, which ends in a flash roll-up to lead to them wrestling again just like seven hours basically before that they announced that Cody Rhodes was going to be in the tournament for, for the world heavyweight title. Like, did we not think that he was going to find a way to not like be involved in his flunky thing that was going to get to Brock Lesnar castles in the skies, or as I like to call it, night of champions Two electric chair, boogaloo. Oh. <laughs> um, Come on. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can say that. I mean, we tried to make fun of the limoncello chamber for a while, so why the fuck not? Uh-oh. <laughs> like I just I don't I don't know that I don't know that you can fucking say that, Mike. But I mean listen, if if they can show a beheading, he can say that. I, Fine. I guess we'll. I guess we're rolling with it. Yeah, I guess we have to. We just won't mention it again. Yeah. Um. So literally, as I'm sitting here, t- to me, an A plus show is something that, from start to finish, 
is perfect. Like there was things in, you know, Bianca Belair versus EO Sky, great match to open the show. Six man tag match was where it needed to be. But the seven minute squash match between Zelina and, and Raquel, yes, it was probably one of Zelina's best matches in the company. Probably would have been better spaced out away from the Bad Bunny match in some way, shape, or form, just because I felt like we got the entire uh, Latin, you know, demographic dropped in like an hour. Like it was just like here's here, here's Latin Heritage Night, and then it was like we'll go on with the rest of the show at the beginning and the uh, end. I think that match is fine. In- no, the match the match itself was fine. Space it out away from 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 the other part is all I'm saying. Spacing. And match order is what keeps this. This show is an A for me. It's an absolute yeah, A. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not. But to me, an A plus is like you have to be perfect. There has to be no questions. And I think coming out of it, the question of, and you guys talked about it on 3CT, should have should the Bad Bunny of match main evented? And I, I love Tim to death, but Tim's argument of, but Cody and Brock continue the storyline. Uh, I think Matt has a soundbite on the board that would literally go here for how I feel about that. Who gives a <laughs> shit? That's pretty much how I feel about it because that could have been continued at the first match, the third match, the yeah, it didn't. Match. It, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yes, it continued a storyline, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't do anything. It didn't do anything that necessitated a main event spot. Correct. And um. But that said, I mean, what I said this on the ECT, like, I also, I, I don't think that it was wrong to be the main event. It is two of your biggest stars in the company, main eventers in a main event spot. I don't think that's wrong. What I, what I said then, and I'll say now, is that Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest was more, would, would have been more correct as the main event there there is not there is not another show that wwe put on in the next 10 years that bad bunny v damian priest could have and or should have main evented oh i agree this this was the one so if you can put cody out there in the fourth match of the night let the crowd do the woe spot have the exact same match and you close with Damian Priest and Bad Bunny, and you, they have just as good of a match, if not a little less. I I still think the closing seg the the closing segment of the LWO and Carlito and Savio makes it. That's something that Puerto Rican fans remember for the next five to seven years until they probably get another PLE. Absolutely, like, and and that, that that's why I said. Cody and Brock aren't wrong as in the main event. Bad Bunny no. and Priest are more correct as the main event. I agree with that. And I and I'll also say this. Tim probably not listening to this show because he thought Ernest was going to be on it, and I don't blame him for that. <laughs> um while while I will say Damian Priest and Bad Bunny was a great match. I can't put it like the number one match of the year. Like, 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 I could put it in my top ten. It's on my I, list of top matches of the year. Sure, I can put it in. I can put it in the list to be the conversation like top five ish. I still don't think that beats Kenny Omega versus 
Will Ospreay from from Wrestle Kingdom because I feel that, and and, and this is more or less the Dave Meltzer conversation where with him pulling the Meltzer doesn't give it five stars. He's dead to me. Um, Dave Meltzer doesn't like giving matches that have a lot of schmas five star matches. He 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 avoids that. Like he doesn't like play. to give WWE matches with a lot of schmas five stars when there is a four to seven minute window of that match that the two competitors in the match aren't on the screen because we're worried about getting Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, LWO, Savio Vega, and Carlito camera time. That will ding points on the Dave Meltzer scale. Because it happened in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen some matches that he's dinged across the board. Now I'm not the biggest Dave supporter. Let's 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 be. I mean, I, here's the thing. I I know for a fact, and I, I don't have his list up in front of me. And quite frankly, I don't I don't care to because fuck Dave Meltzer as far as I'm concerned. But I I, I I'm almost willing to guarantee that he has matches from a certain show that airs on Wednesday nights and Friday nights and and pay per views that are 18 hours on a Sunday that have gotten five stars that have been basically a similar footprint that that bad money versus damian priest were schma there's been schmazes there's been because i mean if it's a, if it's an AEW pay-per-view match there was run-ins i don't i don't even care what match it was there was run-ins there was there's a run so, there's a run-in on every fucking AEW pay-per-view match so his his matches as of right now osprey osprey omega I don't know this year. I'm just saying in, in the no, arena. I'm, uh, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just so it's that match. It's the ladder match between Death Triangle and, and the the Elite from January. Mox versus Hangman Texas Death Match. MJF Bryan. Kenny versus El Hijo Del Vikingo. The undisputed tag title match at Mania. Gunther Drew. Sheamus for the IC title. And Shingo versus Hanare from Road to Secure Genesis are the five matches that he, eight matches that he's given a five star distinction to this year. Um, out of his twenty twenty three list, I don't remember any of them really having interference. I would definitely say that Bad Bunny, Damian Priest is as good, if not better, than the MJF Brian Danielson Iron Man match because. That match didn't need to go 64 and a half minutes. <laughs> right. You know, if that match is a 35 minute, 100 mile an hour, and they did all the spots without the rest holds, give me give me that match six and a half. Honestly, but, as far as Iron Man matches go, and I said this back at that match, I, I thought it was one of the better Iron Man matches that I've ever watched in terms of 60 minute Iron Man matches. It ain't, it ain't a fucking 18 star match, though. No. God, no. <laughs> no not, Iron not Man match should be that that like even even the one that I love the first one that we ever saw at WrestleMania twelve and ain't a five star match man like um no. you know so so I'm just I, I I'm more worried for Tim's sanity because I I truly believe that Dave is one of those guys that that's fine Tim Tim's gonna be love. Tim's gonna be better off by saying fuck Dave Meltzer he should have like 
seven years ago, but for some reason he keeps bringing Dave Meltzer up. Yeah, honest to God, you, you fuck Dave Meltzer for the way he holds a microphone on those stupid Twitter videos when he does their podcast. He, like like, he looks for goddamn ridiculous, man. Get a headset. Like soft, is he soft handing it? Yeah, man, dude. Like if you're gonna fucking if you're gonna sit on a couch, buy a headset. He sits there and, well, he, and he yeah, he like he holds it above and he like. But like he's trying to eat it like it's a sub. Oh, it's fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> Between him and 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 Brian Alvarez, man, if you had two guys that if vaginal dryness was a fucking video clip, it's those fucking motherfuckers. They're horrible. Good <laughs> Christ. Um, how you really feel, Jim? Oh, I hate him. I hate him show so me, much. Show me, show me on 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 Dexter Bear where the, where the man, Batman. I fucking, I fucking just fucking hate him so much. Um. All right. Here, here's uh, here's my thoughts on on um. One thing, one thing that like they 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 definitely got right. Um, I guess is is. I guess. <laughs> Well, it's like it's not even necessarily they got right. It's just a, a, a positive takeaway. Bad Bunny is so goddamn good for 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 like no no good reason. Like why why is the is the number one recording star in the world out here doing this shit? I feel like we don't actually put into realistic value in our mind no like how much that actually means like i said to you guys the other day imagine if michael jackson in 1993 worked fucking survivor series like not even wrestlemania just like worked a random fucking show he was on a saturday night's main event wrestling and doing an amazing job at it that is this. Like, Bad Bunny is literally the most streamed musician on the planet. Like, of all time. You know, he is the biggest star that there is. The fact that he just regularly sort of works WWE events and wrestles and does it to the level that he does it, it this is the kind of thing where it's like, damn, wrestling is really just a whole other thing than it was like 25 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I concur. Yeah. So like he, he and Logan Paul and, and, and you know, every fucking old dude in America that wants to be like, who the fuck is Logan Paul? Who the fuck is bad Bunny? Why are they on my wrestling show? Um, honestly, got like, and here's the thing, I'm not I'm I'm 37 years old. I am whiter than fucking rice. Like when 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 they first announced like Bad Bunny showing up to do the GI Bro song or whatever it was with with Booker T during the 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 Thunderdome shows, I had no clue who Bad Bunny was. I, I I'll, I'll be 100% I had not a clue. I knew who Logan Paul was because of the fucking uh YouTube dust up situation. Like I, I, no I Wait, as as a as a white person, um, what musician could WWE be like? Like, what country artist? Because I feel like you listen to country music. I honestly don't listen what? to to like. I actually don't oh, listen you're... to a lot of music now, currently at all. Um, so like Rod Stewart, if WWE was just like, "Yo, Rod Stewart's <laughs> coming in and fuck up the Miz," would uh, you be like, 
No, yeah. it's G- it, the answer is Gene Simmons, and it's always Gene Simmons. Always Gene Simmons. But like you, you like you made a great comparison to like you know in the in like the eighties or nineties Michael Jackson or or like if you know at the height of like the fucking boy band craze if they did a if they did a you know in sync versus DX like you know what I mean like <laughs> like. No, nobody does. Nobody's putting their their fucking body at risk and all that. So like, I, I, it just every time, Bad Bunny or Logan Paul, or in a little bit different way because like McAfee's like done the commentary gig and he like he still part time wrestles, but like his last couple matches have been more like almost like goofy matches as opposed to serious matches. But like, the, like the, those three guys in the last like three and a half years have rewritten what it means to do a celebrity spot in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with that. and, and I, 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 I have so much respect for, for them and, and, and what they do. And, and man, um, and, and, and that's why like, again, not wrong, but, more correct would have been to have Bad Bunny and Damian Priest and the LWO and Savio Vega and Carlito and everything as that that's your closing shot to to close out this show because man and and I think I I don't remember who I said it to um and honestly God it may have actually even been EJ so I'm not intentionally taking a shot at him but like watching this show I saw it's okay I mean look I'll take plenty of intentional shots but but. No, <laughs> but but somebody had said on Twitter during this show that, that that they were like, well, maybe maybe WWE like didn't know that like that match was going to get the reaction that it did. And I'm like, I'm sorry if you're booking that match in that fashion, you may not have known that it was going to be as great of an actual bell to bell contest. Right. But. First off, Bad Bunny winning in Puerto Rico. For that 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 that's that's where you that's where the story starts for the crowd's going to go banana. But then think of everything else you're putting into that match. The LWO, Savio Vega, Carlito. Like if you didn't know that the crowd was going to go bonkers for that shit, you you failed. You made a mistake. You absolutely made a mistake because there should have been no mystery about it. But yeah, um, to the point, I rambled a bit. Bad Bunny, one hundred percent, is 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 such a huge positive from this show. Um, any other thoughts? We'll go around maybe one more time, Joe. Sure. Um, I I don't know that I agree with the whole match order argument that you guys are making. I actually was pretty okay with the way they did things. Um, Fuck Brock Lesnar main eventing. I I was okay with that. That didn't bother me. That was you know Cody's the big star. Brock's a big star. Like it made sense to me in that regard. And I don't know. Like as much as that, yeah, the the moment with Latino Heritage Month all happening in the ring would have been a great closing moment for the show. I think it's still a great moment on the show, period, no matter what. And I don't think it killed the crowd that much, as much as you guys kind of think it did, or at least, Mike, I know you said that you thought it did. 
Um, I didn't get that out of it. I loved, like I said, like for me, this an A plus show because I think like every match really delivered. Very every match delivered something. Like even if the match wasn't a five star match, like Zelina Vega and Rhea Ripley, you still got something out of that match, or at least I know I did. Like I still felt like oh. Selena had a big moment here, more so than she would have had if this was happening anywhere else, you know? Oh, yeah. And Rhea looked great. Rhea looked absolutely like a beast as champion, which is what I think she needs to be right now. So those two things alone, I'm just kind of like, you know, like, okay, that match worked really well. I thought Bianca and Io had a fantastic match to start that show. And then, yeah, that was one of those matches where you go into it and you're like, okay, Kind of feel like we know the result. We already know who's going to end up winning this. But that was the that was the EO's coming out party, right? On the exactly. main roster, it was it was until Bianca dropped her right on her fucking face. I mean, accidents ha- accidents happen, man. Eat it. Just eat the fucking mat. Just here you go. But yeah, no, I, I there's there's I would say overall, I just loved all of the matches here, and I even think that. I kind of want to draw some special props to the six-man tag because that was a great match that they also, they did the thing, and I I didn't expect them to do it. They got the storytelling in there. We got the sort of start of finding out what the next chapter in the Bloodline saga is going to be. Because in theory now... Not Austin. Well, I would love to be in Austin Theory, but hey, you know. Um, we shouldn't see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn involved anymore with these guys. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are over on Raw. Their, their part in this story feels kind of done to me personally. I feel they're like on, they yeah. can they're on both move brands. On. Huh? They're on both brands. Uh, they got drafted to Raw. They're the undisputed tag team champions. They can be on both. Well, either way, the point I'm making, though, is I'm okay with them moving on from this storyline and it's shifting to the next focus, which definitely seems to be Solo Sequoia and where his allegiance is going to lie when push comes to shove. Because as much as they're all blood, the Usos are his brothers. Roman is his cousin. And they, they made sure to emphasize that in this match. And they made sure to kind of give you the preview of where this is potentially going. And I love that because I wasn't sure what the next step was. Because, like, the last month since WrestleMania has felt kind of cruise control when, when it comes to the Bloodline storyline. It's felt like kind of nothing new is happening. So the fact that we have this new wrinkle, absolutely one of my favorite things about this show. And, again, those guys are, like, given Emmy Award-worthy performances every time they're tasked to do so with all of this stuff. Props to Jey Uso. That man is a fucking star and a half. Like, like his acting alone. How Hollywood hasn't scooped him up yet, I don't understand. Like, his cousin wishes he could act anywhere near as well. And I don't just mean Roman. The Rock wishes he could act as well as Jey does. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I love, I love, I love seeing the layers in the story, hundred percent. Um, and, and I'm definitely curious to see now that, you know, we're, we're, we're post draft, we're post backlash. Um, tomorrow's the first 
of the new SmackDown. So, yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, Mike, one uh, any other takeaways uh, from this show? I'm trying to think because, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm sitting back here and, you know, I, again, the, the sticking points of, of certain things, you know, uh, I think, you know, what, what do they decide to do with the two women's titles now? Cause you don't have one on raw, you know, the tag champs are on both shows, but they're not on both shows. Um, yeah, there's a lot they need to explain right now that they have. Know, and, and it's just one of those, like coming out of this show, I felt like we needed more answers than questions. And I think we came out with more questions than answers. Like as much as I would hate it because I thought it was stupid when they did it before with the like swapping of the belts. Yes. At some point during backlash, once Rhea retained her belt and Bianca retained hers, probably needed that fucking segment where like they're just backstage and they're just like, Oh, you got peanut butter in my chocolate. You got chocolate in my peanut butter. Walk off with the different belts. Like, let's no, we, no, we can't do that. We can't do that because we could have done that with Roman too, but then it would have somehow interrupted his thousand day reign and said, we just built a whole new fucking title. I mean, literally, literally we could have done that with the world title, but then it would have interrupted Roman's thousand day reign. So why are we going to do it with the women's title? Let them be equal. Same with the tag titles. We just need to build new tag titles and put them on the show that Sammy and Kevin are at this point. Because at the end of the day, you could have done it with your world title and you set a precedent. So now you have to stay with the precedents. Because so wait, what would you do with the I would have, title? I would, have, I would have Rhea and Bianca fight each other in a unification match for one title, and I would have the other title determined in a tournament. I would just change the name of the titles. That's what I would do. Change the name of the titles, and when you change the name, you change the designs. Sure, yeah. that works too. Yeah, make one, make one the women's world championship and the other one the women's universal championship or some bullshit like that. Yeah. I guess the bigger question is, what do you do with the tag titles then? That I have no idea. That they've made a mess. Yeah, that that that, that they done screwed up on. Because uh, you, you can't really strip them of half of it unless you have them lose the SmackDown tag titles to a team on SmackDown. Yeah, the only other thing I, I think that's what, I think maybe that's what you do. And honestly, if you're going to do it, do it tomorrow. Or, or you do go the route that they're going, like you said, with Roman, where it's just like, all right, well, Sammy and Kevin are the, the, the undisputed tag champions. That's it. Let's create two new belts for SmackDown. You know what I or, mean? Or, or you just do the thing that people thought was going to happen. You have Kevin and Sammy fight somebody for the titles, and Matt Riddle comes with them to protect them from the bloodline. And that's when Matt Riddle turns. Yeah. Costing them the titles because then Riddle can team with somebody on Raw. You go into a feud because Sammy and KO obviously aren't going to Castles in the Sky in a week or two. So you take one of them out with a, quote, injury fucking angle. Guess what? Now the Raw tag titles aren't going to be defended in Saudi Arabia. Wow, look at that. Makes perfect fucking sense. And you get a team on SmackDown that's now the tag team champions. Yeah. and, and that, on- isn't, that isn't the Usos. Yeah, and do it, do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's I, the, I agree. I agree. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's the first night of the, the the post-draft SmackDown. Have them show up, do an impromptu match, have them drop, have them drop the blue titles. To someone. I don't yeah. even care who it is at this point. Yeah, just just make, make it so. Do the street, fuck, profits. street Profits. Exactly. Do it to the Profits. Look, remember, we looked at it last week, uh, looking at the draft, that both 
shows actually have some pretty a pretty decent tag division. Yeah. Like so, yeah, you've got plenty of teams that you can do it with. You've got New Day over on Raw. You've got Imperium. You've got I know they just lost to Kevin and Sammy this past week, but like you know, and on SmackDown, yeah, you've got the Street Profits. You've got the OC if you want to use them. You've got you know, and I mean for for what it's for what it's worth, I saw a report that like. Yeah, I understand Triple H took over WWE in a fucking whirlwind situation around SummerSlam. Um, but the report is now, like, we've played out through Mania. We've done the draft. Like, from basically from now until this year's SummerSlam, like, this is the first time that Triple H is really instituting his creative to the product. Because... He has now kind of sculpted the the rosters the way he wants them, and it's going forward. So, like, you know, the I think it's it, you know with with tag teams as they are and things like that, maybe we're actually seeing a different structure and idea. That, that that's kind of my hope. So, announced for the post backlash edition of SmackDown, Roman Reigns will be in attendance. Who gives a shit? Uh, the two triple threat matches uh, that we'll have, um, it's Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Little Spoon. versus, And then the winner of that will take on Sheamus, Theory of Relativity, and Bob. Winner of that. Uh, women's tag title match, Liv and Raquel versus Control Bobby. Alt Delete. Thank you. Control Alt Delete of Bailey and Dakota Kai. Cameron Grimes versus the free agent Baron Corbin. Uh, and then, of course, the Roman Reigns situation. So I guess you, I look at it from this perspective. You're going to do the same thing you did on Monday Night Raw. Um, three matches are going to be dedicated to the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. The women's title match has already been announced. You are in super rarefied air unless you just do something to randomly get the titles to somebody on SmackDown in the tag team division. Um, unless they just do the old faithful and just say, hey, guys, I need those blue title belts from you. I mean, I guess theoretically they could. And then, you know, do a... Yeah, don't do another tournament. You're already in the midst no, of one no, tournament. No, no, no. I would, I would do... Fatal 4-Way. Fatal 4-Way yeah, at Night I, I of Champions. Let, I would let teams qualify for a Fatal 4-Way. Like, have, like, four tag matches on, you know, the next week's show. Two yeah. this week, two next week, or whatever. And those four teams fight in, in Saudi Arabia for the titles. Because at this point, you gotta do something different. Um, yeah. but that's, that's just like, it, it's, there's a lot of murkiness that needs some clarifying. And I thought Monday we'd get more clarification and I don't think we got any clarification. Um, we got clarification on the world heavyweight title, but I mean, besides that, we didn't yeah. get clarification on some other stuff. And that's kind of like I, the world heavyweight title was the one I didn't have a worry about. It was the other stuff. <laughs> There's part of me that thinks we did get clarification a bit on the women's titles because it almost seems like right, wrong, or indifferent. That's another topic for an, a different episode. Um, I should have put it on the wheel. It seems like the Raw women's title is going to just be on SmackDown and the SmackDown women's titles is going to be on Raw. Um, you know, no, no and maybe this is a situation of and I, i've said this to people before in the past be careful what you wish for 
because all I heard on fucking Twitter was, well, if if Bianca goes to SmackDown and Rhea goes to Raw, I don't want him to do a, a, a belt swap. Even though, and I get people with the lineage and number of days in a rain and all that, to me, it, may, it, it will always make more sense if you're going to name them after the TV show. It will always make more sense to have the Raw title on Raw and the SmackDown title on SmackDown. Um, but maybe the WWE is listening and they're just going to go, there's not going to be a title swap. And we're just going to have these titles over here looking and having the wrong name on the wrong show every time. And we have to explain that. I don't know. I don't know. But what we, what, what, what show is Bianca on? She's on Raw with this, or Smackdown she's on with SmackDown the with the Raw and Rhea's vice versa. See, the problem is you have no vision. Like you're just like, oh, Raw title's gonna be on Raw, SmackDown title's gonna be a SmackDown. Like you know what? What if the Raw title identifies as a SmackDown title? Eject him. Just and the SmackDown the title identifies as a Raw title just because it was a cis Raw title doesn't mean that it can't be a SmackDown title. It's 2023, Jim. Oh. God, I can't wait for somebody to win fucking money in the bank and fucking fix this problem. Well, oh yeah, that would make sense. But it I would only fix. But it would only fix one of the problems, right? Yeah, because then you have a unification match between the SmackDown champion or and and or the Raw champion on whatever show they're on, and you put a new women's title on the new show, on the other show to be determined at SummerSlam. You give them their tournament at SummerFest. There we go. That works. Because at this point, what the fuck else are you going to do? Just like whoever wins the World Heavyweight Champion is the only person that the person who wins money in the bank is really going to go after. Because Roman Reigns isn't fucking there. It's been fucking six and a half weeks since fucking WrestleMania has been over. He's been on negative amount of SmackDowns. How the fuck are you on negative amount of shows? I don't know. Roman Reigns has a clause in his contract. We talked about it. Literally, Triple H on national television was like, we got to put in a new title because this guy isn't here to defend his title. But then we're going to let other people who are on his show fight for the title. What? Yeah, because it's a WWE title. Then you should have started it before the draft. I mean, they announced it before the draft. You should have started the tournament before the draft. Yeah, that annoys me too. Uh, but no, you, I, and, you and Tim can sit on your thorn of lies. I'm No, I'm with Tim on this one. You can't, like, if you don't have the, if you don't have the rosters, you can't you can't uh, start the tournament before you have the rosters. You said in the fucking conversation that the title is going to the other brand that Roman doesn't get drafted to. That means that title is exclusive to Monday Night Raw. He was the number one overall pick in the draft. He got points and got put in our Wrestler of the Month top 15 list for being the number one overall pick in the draft last week. At the end of the day, you knew by 1.1 that that title was on Raw. The, it should have. It should only be Raw competitors, unless you started the ter- the, dra- the the tournament before the draft, because then it could have been open to everybody. Again, I you can you can listen to all of my thoughts on that because I'm not derailing this show um, on that discussion. Uh, you can hear my thoughts on that on on three CT because. You can also see Ryan go completely. He went nuts. Nuts because you guys both fucking gaslit the shit out of him. 
No, Ryan, tell us about what's bothering you. Fucking light it on fire, boys. I mean, I tried to have the discussion with him on Monday night, and he said, save it for the podcast. So don't sit here. Don't. I'm not going to sit here and let Ryan rewrite history. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying it, but he, he is right. You guys gaslit the shit. No, <laughs> he told me to save it for the podcast because we were going to hash it out when he was mad on Monday night in our group message, and then he said save it for the podcast. So that's what I did. I stopped talking about it. I'm still. Uh, I, I mean, As, here's the thing. I'll I say- don't really. I don't really give a shit either way. But don't go on national television and be like, we need to. We need another title for the other brand because Roman's not here to defend it because of a clause in his contract. Hey. Guys who are on the show with Roman, we're going to give you the chance to fight for that title too. Now, like it's TV ratings. Let's be honest about it. No, it's, the, they fucked up and they they want to put Edge on Raw. No, it's if they it's wanted to put if they wanted to put Edge title. on Raw, they could have drafted him to Raw, but and and put him in the tournament on Raw and had him win it if they wanted to do it that way. The reason, and again, I'm going to shoot straight. The reason. That there are SmackDown matches of qualifiers for this tournament on SmackDown is to give people more of a reason to tune in tomorrow night. That's what it is. But they're already going to have a reason because Roman Reigns is finally going to be back on. Why I said more of a reason. Oh, okay. Because Roman is one segment. No, Roman's the entire fucking show. If he's there, there's going to be. A segment with him in the ring and thirty-seven backstage fucking cutaways. Right, but him sitting there doing this. But the the main the main thing is this. is him coming out at the start of the show or at the top of hour two to do his wherever the fuck they are. Poughkeepsie, acknowledge me, blah blah blah, finger and fist in the air, and all of that. Like that. That's that's what people are tuning in for to see Roman. But like you have, you know. An hour, an hour forty. Otherwise, that's that's why you're putting world title qualifiers and all that on there. That's why. I also don't love the world title qualifying matches. I don't. I don't, I'm, I, I don't love the SmackDown participants. Uh, I think they're the ones that make the most sense. So we're going with three faces in the one match, and we're going with. Two faces and a heel and the other, or a face, a heel and a tweener. Yeah. See, I, I, don't, I just don't like triple threat matches are hard enough. Triple threat matches with three faces, it's I feel like it's even harder. Hmm. Like you ain't got you ain't got really anyone to be the heat the heat getter here. I mean, unless you're gonna make it little spoon. Yeah, a- AJ's ki- AJ's kind of a tweener. Let's be honest about it with the club. Because I was gonna say like. Etch and and you know LWO Rey Mysterio ain't getting fucking booed right now. It's like Sheamus isn't getting booed. The Kid Leroy obviously will because it's the Kid Leroy, and Bobby is the fucking tweener of all tweeners. That's why it's just like I almost would have rather of like Ray or Etch go into the the one with the Kid Leroy and move Bobby over to the other one. So at least we have like. A certified guy that could be a heel in in one of them because I just don't feel like like AJ can play the role of heel, but I don't think he's a heel right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I would also have to look at the SmackDown roster to determine you know who's another heel that could be on it because you know fascinating that nobody from the Bloodlines involved. 
I think that would have been an interesting story to go with. Um, Especially if we're going to have what side of the fence is Toyota Sequoia on. But I think, I, th- I think it's kind of part of the reason why you don't put Gunther in the, the on the raw side. If they're not going to win, what's the point? If Solo comes out and hits Jimmy with the or Jay with the spike and walks out, it continues the story. I, yeah. Especially if he does it in like the first round, and that's how Heat Magnet, the kid Leroy, advanced by picking up the scraps like he did in the other triple threat match that he was just a part of not fucking six days ago. Yeah, I mean that's probably how. Let's be honest, it's probably how he's going to win to get to the finals. To get to the finals to lose to Edge. Yeah, on this day. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I would I would have to physically look at the SmackDown roster and like take out this person, add this person, you know, for it to. But it's like I just don't feel like there's a certified heel in the one, and I, I feel like in a triple threat match. You need that guy that can be the the heat magnet, and I just don't feel like there is one in that one. But it is what it is. Um. All right. Let's. Get ready to spin the wheel. Yeah, I'll say. Let's. Let, we might as well go to the wheel. We've we've gone so far away from Puerto Rico that, um, we're 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 already back in the states. Um. But kudos to um everybody involved. Backlash was a great show. Um. I, everybody, everybody, it's like backlash should be in Puerto Rico every year. I disagree because I think at some point it, the, it, the, you're going to lose what makes it special. But this is we. It, let me put it this way: it's not going to be 18 years till they host a premium live event in Puerto Rico again. Let's let's be honest about that. But Mike, let's go to the wheel. All right, let me uh, let me hit the little uh, the fascinating spinny button as it spins around right now. All right, spin the wheel, make the deal. Our first topic uh, that we get to discuss, we kind of just brought him up in our conversation. It is book the final WWE run for Etch. Uh, I'll let one of you guys start, and then I will. Uh... Let me uh, let me pull up the because I know he he what kind of gave this is my uh, one of my contributions. Mm-hmm. Uh, to chase the dream. I wish I, I wish I had just the the shorter clip. One second. Um. Here we go. Hey everybody. So uh, this isn't some kind of mapped out wrestling form or anything. I'm sitting in what is my second home, a wrestling ring. Uh, trying to get him some reps before SmackDown tomorrow night where I face Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles. Oh, I thought this was a shorter clip. Hold on. Uh, oh, here's the ten- Here's the 20-second clip. It's going to end soon, and i got to end it right this time. And there's no better way to finish it than to win the World Heavyweight Championship. And then when I lose it, that's it. I'm done. It's going to end soon. Um, here's the, I've been saying for weeks that I think Seth Franklin Rollins should be the, uh, the world champion, the, the new world champion. Um, and while I don't think 
see uh, see backlash. When, uh, but I, uh, while I don't think Rollins winning it and being the first would be the incorrect choice, because he is certainly more than deserving, um, I would absolutely love if they did this. Um, if Edge wins the title, goes to Raw, um, defends it. I know, so obviously Sma- uh, SummerSlam is in Detroit. I believe they're in Toronto, either right before or right after. Might even be right after, which would, would be somewhat. I'll, I'll investigate, will you? Um. So let's let let's let's give Edge a little four month run. Why not? Um, he's he's in tremendous shape. Um, he obviously does not need to defend the title every week on TV, but he can be there. Um. He will defend it at here, Night of Champions, or win it at Night of Champions. Um, would defend it at Money in the Bank in London. Um, yeah, maybe you do. I you know, do one title defense, maybe on Raw, August eleventh through the twenty first. Is there Canada Loop? And SummerSlam is when? It's July, right? think so august 5th so so it's right after yes so right after the 11th is in calgary the 14th is in winnipeg the 21st is in quebec the 18th is the scotia bank arena which is in toronto that's a smackdown oh that's a bummer i was hoping it would be a raw um is there is there a Raw in Canada? Winnipeg. Okay. I think there's one in Winnipeg, and I think there's one in... Let me double check again. Um, it is Winnipeg on the 14th, and it is Quebec on the 21st. Okay, one of those two. One of those two. And, I mean, if he wants to his last match be at SummerSlam, then obviously have him drop it at SummerSlam. But, like... I remember last year when they did the the Toronto Monday Night Raw after Raw went off the air, like he did a promo that he said he would love to have his last match in Canada. So, there you go. There's the answer. Win the title, defend it through SummerSlam, win at SummerSlam, and have either somebody, you know, challenge him for a match or, you know, I, I don't. I I would hate to see that be a money in the bank cash in thing. So do a match. Have you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. Who? Let me pull up the raw roster. But like, heel, heel Seth Franklin Rollins. Oh yeah, there it is. Gets his revenge for losing in the tournament finals to Edge. Done. Simple. In Canada. Simple. Edge beats somebody at SummerSlam. Insert random person here. Loses to Seth at at in Canada. I from what from what you're. Yeah. And that's without that, and that's without looking at the rosters. Obviously, we didn't we didn't look at the rosters. Um, I'm gonna go similar to you, but he's been on the Raw brand for so long. I feel like he needs an extended stay, America. On the SmackDown brand. 
So what I say here is Edge loses in the finals to Seth Franklin Rollins. At Summerfest, which will get us between now to August, Edge wins Money in the Bank. We get one final ultimate opportunist moment of him cashing in Money in the Bank to beat Seth Rollins at Summerfest. And then, honestly... If there's a crowd for him to know, if, if we're going to go, once he loses it, he's done. Why not? Let's fucking do it. Philadelphia. Oh, wow. WrestleMania 40. Wow. But, I mean, if because here's the thing. You've done it with Roman Reigns for however long. After summer of after SummerSlam, how many times does he really have to defend the title? You got a show in September. He could beat Seth in a rematch. But, but wait, wait, I thought the question was: How like, are you book- was retiring at SummerSlam? No, it was how are you booking Edge's final run? Uh, I did put the caveat. Let me go back to the message I sent. Yeah, out. maybe I missed part of the message. I think. Oh uh, yeah, think- assuming he ends around SummerSlam this year. Assuming. Yeah, I'm not assuming that he's ending there because. I assume that there's a bigger picture. And okay. The, 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 the reason I the reason I said that is he specifically said last year when at, at that Toronto show, which was in the summer, that he's probably got about a year left and will be wrapping up around SummerSlam time. Because I think he was hoping that SummerSlam was going to be in Toronto. So what I'm saying is the bigger picture here is who he eventually loses the title to at WrestleMania. It's Randy. Okay. Edge wins it at Summerfest. Randy comes back. Randy gets his redemption for the matches during the pandemic and ends Edge's career. He is the legend killer. Yeah, I mean, and it would be extremely fitting to their story. Yes, and a crowd, like a mania crowd in Philadelphia would eat that match with a shovel. Yeah. Like, you don't have to have, you know, and I get it. Oh, Cody Rhodes needs to be in a world title match. Does he? Who knows? We've already proven that. We don't necessarily need Cody Rhodes always in the title picture for it to be appealing. Um his story, I still think, is Roman Reigns. More of that on a different show. So, again, I'm of the I'm of the notion that I don't think Edge's window is shut or shutting. I think you have to be smart with what you do with Edge. I think him being on the blue brand for a little while is a nice change of pace for him because SmackDown was always the show that Edge was the number one guy on. So I would like to see him stay on SmackDown for at least a couple months out of this draft for a nice change of scenery to inevitably go back to the raw brand after one final money in the bank cash in. But I feel like whether it's at 
Summerfest, whether it's at a show in Toronto or, or whatever in August, the guy who has to close the book in my mind is still Randy. If you can get Randy back to where Randy can wrestle at a competitive level, even if it's just for a short period of time, the match against Edge, the inevitable storyline with RK Bro, the, the, the Matt Riddle culmination, if you go from Seth Rollins to Edge to Randy Orton to Matt Riddle as your first four champions for the World Heavyweight title, how much has Matt Riddle's stock gone up? True. You've now built another bona fide stud. As long as he can keep himself clean. Yeah. And it's it it's one of those things where you hold the title after a guy who's been a 14-time champ, a 12-time champ, and the guy who's basically been the best wrestler in your company for the last three years to not hold a title. <laughs> Good luck filling those shoes, bud. But if there's someone that can do it, I think it's Riddle. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I feel like mapping it out, I, I mean, personally, I, I don't – I want to push that that little bit of edge sun back into the sky for just a little bit longer. You know, if, if we can find a way to do it, because I feel that this, if this is the, the coup de gras for him, you know, if it can't be in Canada, what better place than at the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania? All right, Joe. Uh, okay. So I like the idea of it being in Canada. And I think that, you know, it's 20, 23, we've talked a lot about celebrities and bad bunnies and Logan Pauls. I think I think his last match he's got to lose to the only person who will get cheered in Canada over him, and that's Drake. I think that's the obvious answer here. Like the if you're gonna do it in the six, like can you can you ask Tim if he's available for next week's show, please? I need I need I I, I need more bad takes. Just hold on, we're going home. So, Jesus Christ. No, okay, no, but for real, um, I like the idea of him being the first champion for this new world championship. The only thing that I would say that I would add to kind of what Jim was saying before, I would give it the Ric Flair twist. I would have Edge, after he wins this belt, come out and just outright say, hey, look, I'm going to defend this belt until I lose it. But that day is going to be my last match as well. So, like, not only is he defending his title every single time he's in the ring, but he's also literally defending his career. The same way Flair had that whole little run up until the Shawn Michaels match at WrestleMania where it was like, hey, on any given night, it seemed like he could lose and it could end up being Ric Flair's last match. Like, he was on this potential last match tour. I would have Edge do that. Because the truth is, you have enough people who can challenge him for that belt where it would feel like at least, I'd say at least two or three times you can get away with a genuine feeling of, oh shit, this might be Edge's actual last match. Like, you can get him in there against Cody where, like, you have him beat Cody, but going into it, I bet people are like, oh, shit, Cody going to beat Edge. Edge is about to have his last match at uh, Money in the Bank or something. You know what I mean? Like, you can do it with Rollins. You can do it with, you know, 
a couple of other people on the Raw roster. I'd have to like sit down and look at it. Um, you know, if Old you, Goon. Like, like, like I don't, and I don't know that I have in my head a decision on who should be the person to finally beat him. Um, Rollins always feels like a good idea. Cody, I feel like there's an argument for. I think in my head, maybe it's Gunther. You know, especially if Edge is a good guy going out, that's your chance to pull the trigger on Gunther and make him the world champion by beating this legend and causing him to retire. And I think they'd have a fantastic match against each other. There's no question in my mind about that. And I don't know, like, that that could be the kind of thing where you make a new star. Because, like, Rollins doesn't need to retire Edge for his star to be any bigger than it already is. You know, Cody doesn't need to beat Edge for his star to be any bigger than it already is. Gunther could actually be made off of that. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know that the... Like, at that point, I think the the more star-making moment is him ending Edge's career, not winning the title. And I think the title needs to be the important thing as well. That's why I felt like Randy was a guy, like, being the legend killer in winning the title, you know, and ending Edge's career was a crescendo for their, their storyline. You know, Goon walking in off the street and, you know, powerbombing Edge to death and winning the title just it's like oh cool Goonth ended his career oh and by the way he won the title because we're all all, all we're going to worry about is like oh man that that's end of edge's career like but the, the truth is though if that's the case then you don't like you can just do that storyline with edge without having the title involved but the I problem mean, is, is at edge that point- is- Problem is, Edge just kind of made it clear that when he loses, like if he wins the title, when he loses it, he's done. Like he kind of said that in the promo. That's the problem. But if he wins the title, and both of you, as I'm saying, but both of your guys' storyline was that he wins the title. You could also take it in a direction where he doesn't win the title, but you still put him on that like Ric Flair. Next match I lose is going to be my last match kind of tour, you know. I mean, if that's the case and Gunther beats him, that's fine because it is what it is. Right. But I feel Gunther's crowning moment of winning the world title should not be overstepped by the end of somebody else's career. I feel like that's taking away from Gunther's crowning moment. And I get it. Edge has had a storybook career and, and all that stuff. That's why I felt Randy was a safer... Because Randy's won... 12 titles you know it's a title but to randy it's more the career that matters to randy whereas gunther has made it like the title belt is sacred this is sacred this is sacred like it just seems like the way gunther's been built since coming up to the main roster it's just i feel like it's like a a caveat in that regard yeah but you could have you could have gunther win it and like in his in his promo the next night basically be like wait edge retired who cares like play it off as like that means nothing to me no 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 he 100% can do that i'm saying 
him in the ring getting the title, no one's going to care about that. It's going to be get the fuck out of the ring so we can give Edge the standing ovation that he deserves. That's what I'm saying. You lose an opportunity to have that moment. Orton hitting an RKO out of nowhere, slithering out of the ring with the title belt to safety. He doesn't need that moment that I feel Gunther would need winning his first world title. Um, Like he needs Vinci and Kaiser running out there and putting the title around his waist. And you need Kaiser on the microphone, making it a thing because that's their act. Uh, But man, I look at, I look at what should have probably been the undertaker's retirement. And it was a real shit goal, by the way, when Roman beat him. And at, at uh, WrestleMania roller coaster, Ugh. and Roman does the Roman celebration deals, and the pyro goes off, and this and that. And Roman has his moment, and then we cut back to the ring. So I don't, I don't think I don't know that either moment suffered, and I don't think Gun- Gunther would suffer. Um, because it's a, little, it's a little different on a Monday Night Raw, though. Uh, well, I wouldn't because. I'm just saying, based off of how you guys both booked it, he wins the title and loses the title in Canada. It's a little different on a Monday Night Raw than it is on a pay-per-view. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm just I'm just reacting to the the idea of Gunther being okay. the guy. If, if, if Gunther's winning it, I'm, I'm not doing bow. it on Monday Night Raw. Okay. Because I said, I'm just putting the bow on the conversation of, like, the way you guys booked it is him losing it in Canada. If he's losing it in Canada to big goons, like – Oh it's yeah, no. I, if it, wrong, it's going to kind of be like well, no. If Gunther wins it, that. if Gunther wins it, it's going to be at SummerSlam. It's going to be at whatever pay per views in the September, September, whatever. Um, or you know, at Money in the Bank, what you know, whatever it is, because Money in the Bank's in Europe. So, um, yeah, I I would I would yeah I would not, and that I don't I that's also why I wouldn't have. I wouldn't personally have Gunther win it. From no, I wouldn't either. And I also like I also wouldn't have because that also means Gunther's going to have to drop the Intercontinental Title between now and SummerSlam, and I don't think that's your smartest play. Now that he's on, now that he's on Raw with new toys to play with over there, who the hell would he even drop it to at this point? Bronson Reed. Uh, I could probably drop it to him. Um... Let me pull up the raw roster here. See if there's any other viable candidates. Um, could drop it to Riddle. I think Riddle would be a good Intercontinental Champion. Um, Those are the only two names that like. Yeah, because like you can't like you can't drop it to Gargano. I'm sorry. The, no, the only way Gargano like well here's the thing you could do like a you could do some sort of a, a, a triple threat or fatal four way or something and then. He pins whomever. Gargano pins fucking Chad Gable. So then, you know, Gunther Gunther doesn't get hurt by it. He doesn't get pinned. He just isn't the Oh, champ. I, I thought that was the way that was going to happen in the Triple Threat match at Mania. I truly right. thought that's how they were getting the title off of him was that Drew or Sheamus was eating the fall. Like, I truly thought that was what was happening. And then right. Drew was like, yeah, I'm out. Fuck it. Um, is Drew on? Is Drew on Raw? 
No, I think he's on SmackDown. Joe shaking his head yes to Raw. I know he is on Raw. Thirty-seven piece of he is on Raw. He is on Raw. That's who he drops the IC title to if he if he gets his contract shit figured out. Oh, that's a good point. All right, what's our uh, other wheel talk? All right, right, let me go to the wheel. All right, our final topic is who ends the Roman Reigns era? Anyone want to take the lead on this one? Uh, I took the lead on the last one, so it's one of you two. Joseph, you want it, or uh, I can't see if you're nodding your head. No, I'm doing 13 other things up here. What was the question? Who ends Roman's reign? Oh shit! Damn, I wanted the Sammy Sammy Zayn question. Well, uh, we can, if it, depending on where we're at time wise, we can squeeze that one into if we want. Or we can uh, visit it next week. We can. Yeah, yeah, this is a good topic. Yeah, maybe I'll, I might do that one next week. Okay, fine. Um, I don't care. You know, this might sound like a cop-out answer. I feel like right now the answer is still Cody. And, and I think that's for Cody's story more than it is for anything else. Like, I think, you know, it's good that Cody isn't, going to be the potential first champion for this new belt because then it would feel like the ultimate consolation prize. And now, you know, there it's true. He came in and there were no odds against him. You know, he showed up. We were told that he was this top guy. He beat Seth Rollins like 87 times. He got injured. That odds in a weird way actually protected him because then he was gone for what seven months eight months so he didn't have to eat any losses he didn't have to you know look weak in any capacity in fact he looked super strong he like literally like half his body looked like fucking Thanos in that one match and then he you know gets to come back from this injury you're always gonna look strong when you're doing that you know so like, so if, if he never gets hurt though. I think he wins the title at thirty nine, because he loses to Roman at SummerSlam. Potentially, but like either way, it, it, I feel like the adverse. I feel like the adversity is SummerSlam, and the the finish the story, punch the ticket is is Mania. Then at that point, well, I mean, look, either way, the point is that like where we're at now. Like I think they're still they're building all of this on Cody. Like, I think that he's probably going to lose to Brock at uh, Crown Jewel or whatever the fuck this show is. Uh, Night of Champions 2, Electric Chair Boogaloo. Thank you. Like, I, I believe he's going to lose to Brock there so they can get a match three out of it where he then beats Brock, you know? I believe that they're going to build a bit of, like, adversity for him to have to overcome. And eventually, and I don't know if it's going to be at the next Mania. I don't know if it's going to be sooner than that. I don't know where the plan happens, but he's going to end up being the guy that challenges Roman. He's going to end up being the guy that beats Roman because that's the story that Cody needs at this point. That's the story that they've built. That's the story that they've given us. Like, I don't care if he wins his other fucking title at some point, he still needs to go on and beat Roman. That still needs to be a thing in my mind. 
uh, Jimothy? Um, to 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 be different, to to kind of go draft style with this in my own mind. Um, I'm gonna go with the guy that we just talked about, and that's Big Goont. Oh, Big Goont. Um, I think Gunther could be your Money in the Bank winner. Um, I think he and and much like we said, he can lose the Intercontinental Title in a Fatal Four Way at SummerSlam or something like that. And so he's he's protected. He doesn't eat a pin. However, he doesn't. He's done what he's needed to do with that title. Now he has the money in the bank, and he has you know, and and he may instill fear into Edge or uh, Seth Rollins or whomever carries the new world championship, world heavyweight championship. But in the aftermath of, let's say, the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble winner, um, who is not Cody Rhodes, calls their shot and wants the new world heavyweight title at WrestleMania next year. And while Roman needs to fight somebody, well, there's a Money in the Bank winner that says... You know, I'm not going to go the cheap way, you know, and just and just cash in when you're, you know, beaten down or whatever. I got to get you when you're actually going to be in the building and we all know you're going to be at WrestleMania. I want my shot at WrestleMania. He goes in and he chops down the big tree that is Roman Reigns. And there's your there's your new undisputed WWE champion. All right. Um, Joe took the pretty obvious answer. Sure. Jim's Jim's taking a, a, a shot in the dark that I don't hate. I have two answers. Uh, answer number one, uh, death, because I think until he's 85 years old, he'll always be the Universal Galactic Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he'll hold the title for 17,000 days consecutively because fuck it. That's why. Um, I have a question. Yes. What is the actual longest reign in WWE history for a title? The Bruno. It's like, the Bruno like reign. 8,735 8, days or some bullshit. What if they actually did try to beat that? I swear to God, I would murder my, I would murder somebody. I, I, I don't. I don't think we're ever getting there. If we get to day two thousand, I'm out. Um, let's see here. The longest reign was Bruno San Martino, two thousand eight hundred and three days. Yeah, if he gets to two thousand, I'm out. But like, but the, here's the crazy thing, though, right? That's not. That's not not achievable right now. I mean, he's already halfway there. You Joe, still have Joe, over Joe. three years, Joe. Um, that's like that's like eighteen matches for him. Joe, Knight of Champions is a thousand days. Okay, yeah, halfway there. That do you, do you do you math well? That's Joe, 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 Mister Steiner math. He's that that would be halfway to two thousand days. 
I thought you said 2000. Bruno San Martino's was 2,800 days. So, okay, so almost... Ro- Roman's, Roman's a third of the way there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's still achievable. I so No, it's not. Four matches for him. It, 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 is, it is not. I'm trying to find... Where's the Stephen A. Where's the Stephen A. Smith stay off the weed? Because that's where I'm at right now with him. He's Steiner math in... He's fucking 2,937 million days because, you know, fuck it. That's why. I'm trying to um, find I'm trying to find that tweet from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it would, it's the it's backlash like 20 fucking 28 or something. Yeah, I wish I could find the tweet. I should. No, it's like it's like Survivor Series of 2028 would be like. Yeah, it's 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 something it's something absurd. It's ridiculous. Um, but my true answer here, um, because you guys have taken two that I would probably have taken before this guy, we talked about him a little bit a couple weeks ago when we talked about this a little bit, his daddy did it for the rock. So maybe his daddy will do it for him, but this time we'll hit him with a Toyota Sequoia. Yeah, here's in order for Roman Reigns to beat Bruno San Martino's longest reign, he would have to hold the championship until approximately backlash of 2028. I'm good. Hard pass. I'm 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 good. Hard pass. Hard pass. Um, but yeah, uh, give me Toyota Sequoia. Um, Paul Heyman builds a machine that's stronger than the machine that he's already built. So, he gets sick. He gets sick and tired of seeing what the fuck's happening to Jimmy and Jay. The thing is, is he was always protecting Roman because he knew his brothers could handle him handle themselves. They lost the titles when Roman decided that Roman's needs were more important than the family needs. Roman made the family about himself. Solo is all about family. He's all about his brothers. So, yes, he treats his brother like crap right now. Threatens to hit him with the spike because, you know, we have to stay divided slash united. You know, I have to treat you a little shitty. You're my brother. But only I can treat you shitty. Not our cousin. Not anybody else. So I have to go out there now and I have to go defend you. Roman destroys Jimmy and Jay. Leaving Solo to defend the family honor. Solo wins the title. Solo and the Usos distance themselves from the fam from, from Roman's vision of the family. And they move on. And they move on to whatever's next. And Roman can go be in movies, take his two two year vacation, whatever the whatever the final step is, leading to inevitably a WrestleMania match between Roman and The Rock that we all want two or three years from now when no titles involved when a fresh resets involved for the Roman Reigns character why not you need someone that's coming off of this that could use this win from the longest reigning champion of this era he's not losing it to someone who doesn't need the rub who need who's a guy that could take this this win and just be straight to the fucking moon. Solo. Yeah, I, th- I think I think 
I think Solo as as the guy makes sense. It 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 stamps the the the, the bloodline story. Um, this at least this the Roman portion of it. Um, th- this I found the tweet. I found okay. the I found the stats. So to reach a thousand days, we know we know when a thousand days is. The, yep. That's um, Night of Champions this 15 year. Fifteen days from now. Yeah, that's that's May twenty seventh this year. That is one thousand days to the to the T. Uh, to beat Pedro Morales's one thousand and twenty eight days, that would put us somewhere around Money in the Bank this year. Not defending it on that show. Um. No, this is a, this is just a pass. This is just a pass. The, the... Do we know who he's defending it against? And like. Two weeks. I would no. say I would say tune in tomorrow. Yeah, if he's if he's defending it, you'll know tomorrow. If he's not, it's the ceremony for a thousand days. Well, because they've said that every title is going to be on the line. Yeah, I would I would imagine he's going to defend it. Roman has a clause. Don't worry, it'll be on a line. It'll be on a fucking clothesline, fucking that he's going to be hanging over the title over the ring to acknowledge him. Uh, to beat um Bruno's first run, which was twelve hundred and thirty eight days. It would put us around the Royal Rumble of 2024. Check. Um, to beat Hogan's run, um, it would put us around September of 2024, 1,475 days. Um, so that's your your crown jewel-ish time. To beat uh, Bob Backlund's reign, it would put us around July 6th of 2026. It's 2,100 in 36 days, um, which would, you know, that's normally, that's been money in the bank-ish time uh, of 2026 if the calendar doesn't change. And then, like I said, to beat Bruno San Martino's 2,804 days, uh, that would be uh, approximately May 4th, 2028, uh, which would be around backlash time of 2028. Literally five years from now so let's just be happy that he's going to get to the fourth longest reign of all time and we yeah. never have to hear about the, cm punk having the longest reign of the modern era anymore the, the goal was a thousand the, the, the that was that was that was the goal is to get to a thousand and i think i think once cody got hurt the goal was definitely a thousand um yeah well because I, because I do believe that his adversity would be losing to Roman at SummerSlam. There's still part of me that thinks if Cody doesn't get hurt at Hell in a Cell, he wins the title at SummerSlam last year. Sure. I mean, I'm just saying, I think that, there's adversity. Because, I mean, let, let's, let's, be, let, let's be honest. I don't let's think, be honest. I don't think he needs adversity. Like, you know, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like. I don't think he does either, but that's a lot of people's argument was that he didn't face adversity. That's why he had to lose to Roman Reigns. Um. Well, that the because he came back, got hurt in match number two, went away, came back, got right into the title picture. So, like, I think the 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 thought process changed because he got hurt and because I mean, he returned. John Cena did that a couple times, didn't he? Um, yeah, but John Cena was always in the WWE. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying it's the it's the John Cena standpoint. It's the same thing that we're going through right now. This is John Cena 2012 all over again. Beats Brock Lesnar in a match. Gets his shit kicked out of him by Brock Lesnar the next fucking week. 
They have another match that he's probably going to get bloodied and beaten, fucking smothered and covered. And then he finally culminates by beating Brock at Summerfest, leading to the adversity to leading them fighting for the title at, at, at another show. Rinse, rather repeat. There we go. Wrestlers uh, of the week. Anybody else got anything else for this, or are we going right to wrestlers of the week? Anyone? Bueller, Fry, Bueller, Fry. No, I mean, I think we can keep these topics on the back burner if we want to spin the wheel again next week or if we just want to take the topics um, from that were left over and divvy them yeah, let's up. let's see what happens on SmackDown tomorrow because we might have something to talk about. Yeah, that. I mean, I think I think Joe's already told us how he feels about an international WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. That was easy. <laughs> so maybe we can close that one out. And here's the thing. I don't think they'll ever do one because WrestleMania... WrestleMania is like the one show where I feel like they will always base it on U.S. time. I could agree with that. Like Money in the Bank, it doesn't matter if it starts at two in the afternoon. You're you're not you're not starting WrestleMania at uh you know so what eight seven p.m. in London would be two p.m. here in the East, which would then, which would then be eleven a.m. on the West Coast. You're not starting WrestleMania at 11 a.m. on the West Coast of the U.S. You're just not. So I say no to well, so we can cross that one off. Mike, what do you think about it? Cross it off the list, then. Yeah, there's no chance in hell. Yeah, that was easy. I, I got a better shot of losing 30 pounds in the next 10 days than fucking <laughs> you international lying. mania. Um. All right. So because for the second month in a row, um, somebody on this show proceeded to not give me a top 15 list. I'm so surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'll, rena- he'll, he'll remain anonymous. <laughs> yeah. our, our top five currently uh, in fifth place with 39 total points is Orange Cassidy. Fourth place, excuse me, third place there is a tie between Rhea Ripples and the Kid Leroy. They both have 47 points. Uh, Roman Reigns, 48 points. He is in second. Our current wrestler of the year leader is Samuel Zane, 59 total points through the month of April. Um, Nikki James, Mark Briscoe, Gunther, Roxanne Perez, Josh Alexander, and Bianca Belair round out our top 10. Um, All right, let's go to, uh, if I can get to the right part of my spreadsheet now that I've done the housekeeping portion of our show, because, well, Waiting for somebody to give me their list is like pulling teeth. All right, so let's see. What's today's date? The 12th. So it was the 11th was the show. I'm filling out my shit right now. Jim, uh, I think you can go first. Uh, I think this one is is pretty easy, especially if you watch slash listen to uh, this week's 3CT. Um, He was not only my number one in my wrestlers of the week, he was also my people's champ. Um... Bad Bunny, man. 100% a star. Uh, I'm going to go with the still trios champions of uh, all elite wrestling. Give me the House of Black. Joseph? Austin Theory. Shocking. <laughs> so shocking. Uh... Jim? Uh, give me Seth Franklin Rollins, man. Got a win against Omos. And is now um, sitting in the championship finals. Um, who do I want 
want to go with here. Give me the... Even though she dropped fucking Neo Sky right on her fucking face. I'll take Bianca Belair. Oh. Huh? Last pick? Uh, who was the last one? I took Bianca Belair. Oh. Um. I guess Rhea. Sick. All right, that's wrestlers of the week. Nice. Uh, Joseph, anything? Mm-hmm. So surprised. Shocking. Dynamite drop in, Rusty. They don't call you the best in the business for nothing. <laughs> Jim? Uh, no, I mean, uh, another good week. Another week without EJ, so it's a great week. <laughs> Um, see, like I said, I will get him nope. on a, I will get him on a targeted burn, uh, at some point on this show. Speaking of burns, no heat, bitch. <laughs> um, no, you know where to get, you know where to find me. Hit the, uh, hit the link tree at Big Jim Sports on Twitter. It'll get you to 3CT. It'll get you Huddle Up Podcast. It'll get you to, uh, discussions with a nobody. Um, yeah, be good. Enjoy spring. Weather's getting good, at least in, in where I'm at my neck of the woods, so. You can follow the show at Take the Number Three Wrestling. If you can follow me at They Call Me Burn. Uh, Jim's got all the other stuff uh, taken care of in his uh, song and dance. Um, other than that, guys, uh, we always appreciate you hanging out with us. Wish you all a uh, safe and happy Mother's Day to any of the moms out there. And if you're not a mom, but you have a mom, treat her with respect and love. Until next week, guys, for the Fat Siders and Vincent, aka Joe Lopez. We will see you guys next week on the Take Three Wrestling Podcast.